now rocking with Matt and Dez. Let's go. Welcome to the Matt and Dez Experience. Matt and Dez Gonzalez are the founders of Kingdom Culture Ministries, a nonprofit organization that specializes in training, consulting, and resourcing leaders. Join them as they talk about life, family, faith, and all things prophetic. Now let's get to today's episode of the Matt and Dez Experience. What's up, guys, and welcome to the Matt and Dez Experience. I am your co-host, Matt Gonzalez. And I am your other co-host, Desiree Gonzalez. And we are excited about this episode. We are fresh off the plane. I mean, literally fresh (laughs) off the airplane from our trip to Melbourne, Australia. And uh, I don't even think I got a shower yet. I mean, this is how fresh we are. I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, thank the Lord you showered because we needed one. Oh, man. You know, it has actually been an amazing trip. We literally just got back in today uh, as we are recording this episode. We were with our good friends, Gary and Sarah Morgan in Melbourne, Australia, doing their prophetic conference called Speak 2019. It's a yearly prophetic conference. And the theme was voice activation. And this is what this episode is about today. We want to talk about activating your voice. And I'm really, really excited about this, babe. Okay, before we jump into it, I got to tell you guys something. Something really cool happened, and it's a big deal for us. Okay, anyone that travels a lot understands that when you finally qualify for upgrades, it's a really big deal. Am I right? Hold on, hold on. So (laughs) before going on this trip, we receive (laughs) many prophetic words at this trip was going to be an upgrade for us in so many ways. And I just love it because there's something about our journey with God where he just shows up in the little moments. Like he shows you signs that make you wonder about his goodness. And it just, it actually does something for you. And, and so we had these prophetic words that we were carrying into this trip, that this is going to be a trip of upgrades. You guys are going to see upgrades, that you're going to get upgrades in the spirit, in the natural. And this is all, it was just amazing because I love it when you begin to see prophetic words unfold. Yeah. And so all of that literally happened on the trip. And there's so much and so many testimonies that we'd love to share. But what I was going to get to (laughs) was if any of you have been to Australia, you understand from here, it's a long flight, right? It's a long flight. (laughs) Going there, it was a 15 hour flight and coming back, it was a little over 13 hours. That's a long time to be sitting in those little seats, right? And so we realized right before was it the day or the day before matt looked at the app and realized oh i can qualify for upgrades now cool that would be so awesome (laughs) if i would get one right so we get to the airport we go through security get to the gate and he goes and checks in nope sorry sir you'd have to um pay it's fifteen hundred dollars per person so you can upgrade but that's how much it's going to be Okay, Sorry. so he comes back and <laughs> tells no. me, and I'm like, okay, no, that's not happening. So yeah. so then we've thought about something else, and then so he goes back a second time to ask the guy, no, oh, because we weren't sure if that was per person or together. And so then he says, no, that's per person. And then I get a text from our friend Gary, who uh, texted me and said, hey, did you guys get upgraded? And I go, no, we didn't get the upgrade, but I'm believing for it, and I'm believing all the way for the upgrade, all the way up until we get on the plane. <laughs> I text them back. Okay, so here we are, about to get on the plane, in line. Right when we go to scan our ticket, Matt's pops up, and she a new one prints out, and she hands him a new ticket. And I didn't know <laughs> what what it was at first, and then he's like, I got upgraded. <laughs> and so what every amazing thoughtful sweet husband got upgraded on father's day come on somebody (laughs) okay so 
of course, being the sweet husband he is, he gave it to me. Yes. So <laughs> it was pretty awesome. And I felt bad for like a split second because... <laughs> <laughs> because it was Father's Day and he had to go sit between two big old guys. So I'm sorry, babe. I really and appreciate by the way, it. I really appreciate it. Just keeping it real. It was a it was a almost 14 hour flight by these two big guys. And I wanted to get both of them cloned so bad <laughs> because they deodorant. needed it or deodorant because it was so bad. It was one of those moments where you're just like, oh, okay, Lord, I just thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so this was my first or actually second time in my life being in first class, but first time on an international flight. And oh my goodness, it was a game changer. It was awesome. <laughs> so that leads into... <laughs> Our topic for today. So we want to talk about activating your voice. You know, some highlights real quick, because kind of what, what led into this whole topic was the uh, conference that we just did. Both me and uh, Des, like I said, we spoke at it. It was called uh, Voice Activation. And we actually stepped into an authority realm during the conference that I've, I've, I've yet to see. I mean, we've seen it many times in the media, but not at this level. I mean, we had a girl who had a severe damaged ankle. And she had a boot cast on through a word of knowledge. I had gotten a word of knowledge about her mom's birthday. Actually, the date of her mom's birthday. She comes up and the whole prophetic word God gave me was about her mothership and motherhood. And it spoke right to her heart as God speaking to her about her mother and just how she mothers something lifted off her. And I said, the thing that's lifting off you is also bringing healing to you. And so we started praying for her ankle and she says all the pain leaves. So she rips off this boot, babe. And I mean, that, I would, yep. that was crazy. She mm -hmm. rips it off and she goes, it's all gone. And she starts standing on that doing stuff like, like it was a total miracle. I mean, just just crazy. And then there was another uh, word of knowledge we had received about um, money being miraculously uh, deposited supernaturally within the accounts of people who are there. And it was just a word of knowledge, an authority realm that God wanted to show as a sign. There's a lot of signs and wonders when God does stuff like that. It's a sign to the people for direction he wanted to go and something he wants to speak into and break off. So I released this word. That night, we get a uh, testimony back. Gary tells me a lady who was there who has a nonprofit organization that was on the verge of folding up miraculously received a deposit of $20,000 in their bank account. And you had the specific number of 10,000, which is interesting because she got two $10,000 deposits, which is so cool. Another guy we witnessed a missing bone in his spine received healing. We were praying for him. He shot up straight and he said, my back is totally healed. I mean, creative miracle. I mean, it just. I mean, there are so many different things that were going on as far as the prophetic, and and uh, we we felt like we were supposed to go after suicide, and and there was a, a group that came up uh, standing in the gap to break off the spirit of death and suicide. And this one young gal came up to us afterwards. She's been in church for twenty five years, and just looked me and Des with tears in her eyes, and it just so hit our heart, guys. This is why we do what we do. She said for twenty five years. I've been seeking out peace. And this is the first time I actually feel peace in my mind, in my heart, in my body. <sighs> I mean, in crazy. I mean, it's just, just so crazy. And there's so many great testimonies and I'll probably uh, be talking about some more here. But I say all that to set this up. This whole conference, 
theme was voice activation. And I believe the authoritative realm that we stepped into, not only for the prophetic, but for the miraculous, it was a lot of signs, wonders, and miracles, mm-hmm. was because it was all going back to activating our voice. And then specifically yours, babe, I mean, that moment you stepped up at the conference, you shifted something in that meeting that, I mean, I'm in the front row quiet, crying. I can't stop crying. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, just, I'm watching you because you, you actually became the sign of the conference because you stepped into the moment where you became the voice of the conference at that moment. It was just so amazing. Wow. Well, let me give you a little backstory to that <laughs> because some of you may have heard my testimony and how we transitioned to Vacaville last year. And I've, I've shared it a few times, but, but not on our podcast. So just a quick background story. Okay. So when we transitioned from Stockton to Vacaville last year, you know, we, we left everything, everything we knew, everything um, we built in Stockton, everything that we loved, you know, it was, we were going to a whole new place, everything new, like just, you know, we felt like Abraham. It was just like literally just leaving every, (laughs) leave the known place to go to the unknown place. And so in that transition, we knew that God was going to, we had tons of words for Matt and, and things like, you know, you stepping into um, a lot of prophetic words. Yeah. And just stepping into this new season and you're going to be, you know, God's going to launch you to build prophetic company and prophetic community around the world and just big words like that. But here I am, you know, I'm in this new place and I'm, I'm actually starting this new venture in business. And so I'm thinking, yeah, this is cool. We're in this new season. We're doing it together. But, you know, I'm doing my thing over here in business and Matt's doing his thing, you know, traveling. And so once we moved, everything shifted. I think what one thing I didn't realize in transition, and, and oftentimes this is the case, is in almost every transition, there's an opportunity for an upgrade. Yep. And I honestly maybe was a little naive to realize what the opportunity was for me. And so let me just fast forward a little bit. We moved February of 2018. Come April, I get hit with the most demonic, painful cluster headaches I've ever experienced. I I didn't even know what cluster headaches were. I had dealt with migraines in the past. I didn't know what cluster headaches were. It took me out. I was out of commission for five months right after we moved. And here we are, we're in this new place where we obeyed God and all the words that he spoke over our lives. And I'm like out, I'm out of commission. I'm, I'm in the most pain of my life. I couldn't even function. It was, it was horrible. And so during that time, you know, of course, it was it was an attack. I believe it was an, a demonic attack. But in that, I didn't realize what was in me. The first few months that I was dealing with these headaches, I felt like I was a beggar. I felt like I was begging God to come down and rescue me. And I didn't really mean to approach God that way. But when you're in that much pain, I don't even think you can see clearly it was it was so it was just so strong and so intense i couldn't even see clearly and so it was a few months into these headaches where i received the revelation that this wasn't just this wasn't a healing issue god already wanted to heal me that's already his nature that's not the issue it was an authority issue and meaning that we need to understand as believers that we not only have the power that raised Jesus from the dead, but we've also been given the keys to the kingdom and authority to walk in the healing power of Jesus. And so, although I knew that, and although I thought I was doing that, 
it took a radical shift because what happened was I totally changed my posture toward the Lord because for the first few months of that, my posture was a beggar. My posture was, God, come rescue me. God, you need to heal me. God, you need to, you need to, you need to. And I felt like if you're a good father, and so all of a sudden, all these speculations and doubts and and this thing was trying to get me to question the nature of God and ultimately trying to question who I was. Because when you're under that and you you are a believer, you love God, you, you know, you know the word, it's shame tries to come on you to try to make you feel guilty. Like, shouldn't you know better? Shouldn't you be more mature than this? Why is this affecting you? And so all these thoughts would just bombard me and it it was so intense, I couldn't come out of it. But one day I received this revelation that this is not a healing issue, it's an authority issue. So once I said, yeah, it's true, I know that's right. I totally changed my posture and it wasn't from that point on, I didn't approach the Lord as God, you need to do this for me. It was Lord, I get to co-labor with you to see my breakthrough. Like you've already paid the price and I'm going to partner with what you've given me to see this broken in my life and access the authority that you've already given me. And I began to do that and the headaches didn't break right away. They didn't. But what happened was my posture changed and my view of the Lord was was corrected and 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 the attack that was against my identity started to come into alignment with who God says I am. Hold up. I want to interrupt just a moment, babe, because I want you to kind of go back. You said some earlier, because I think that that part of the journey of where that shift happened in that prayer meeting, can you give just that quick background of that when you realize it was really an authority issue? I know you had highlighted, but maybe some more details. It was actually a powerful, powerful encounter. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, of course, being in that pain, I had asked quite a few people to pray for me and nothing really happened (laughs) when people would pray for me. And um, one day, the day that I'm referring to is we were at the church. I I was refusing to be a hermit and stay home and just let this thing just take me out. So I would force myself to at least get out of the house even when I was in pain. And so and let me let me just say this about the pain for those who don't know because I know you're you have a high pain tolerance but I mean these headaches were so bad I would watch her go into the room in pain put a pillow over her head and scream as if she was giving birth to a baby on the ground. And as a husband, you're sitting here like, I, I want to pray for her. I mean, our kids were like, I mean, what do we do? Like, it was just that moment. So, I mean, these these headaches, they call them cluster headaches. And as we did study on it, they actually call them suicide headaches. They're actually mm-hmm. worse than migraines because most people don't, uh, doctors don't really know how to treat it too well. So right. s- many times the only option for people is that they end up taking a life. That's how severe the pain is. So you're in this moment and you find the courage to step in to a meeting at the church, which I I mean, to me, that was just, whew. Yeah. So in that meeting, uh, Matt had asked Dano McCollum to, to pray over me. And so I, I go up and he said, he looks at me and he says, you know, I, I'm not going to pray for healing right now. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Take him back. And he said, you know, if I pray for healing, nothing's going to happen. I'm like, okay. I kind of knew where he's going, but I was like, okay, I'm listening. And he said, you know, there's two different words for healing that, that are used in the New Testament when Jesus healed people. One is dunamis and one is exousia. Dunamis mean, meaning healing through the power of God and exousia, healing through the authority of Christ. And so he said, this isn't a healing issue. This is an authority issue. He said, and and don't get me wrong, 
it's still illegal. Like it's still illegal that it's affecting you like this. So, but the way you pray and the way you go about it is very different than a healing prayer versus an authority prayer. And that, in that moment, although I, I knew that truth, I needed to hear it to activate it in my life and, and really step into it. And he prayed for me and it broke. I had a headache at that moment and it broke. And so I knew, okay, yeah, this is right on. I I have to come up with a a different strategy how to to see this broken in my life. And we had many people pray for you and nothing would happen, but this was actually the first time someone actually prayed for you and it stopped, which was really significant. Yeah, for sure. It it was really interesting. And what I love about this, babe, and let me know what you think about this. It's kind of almost like a question is that, you know, Part of us activating our voice is that there's moments where our beliefs are tested from mere concept to coming into substance. That what we believe can't just happen at a concept level, but a substance level. And it's almost like at this moment, some of the words, some of the things that that were spoken over you to activate your voice. And then this whole attack comes. I mean, I, I mean, it just... It was like the perfect storm. We just moved from our family, from our community. We left our church that we started, left a, a school ministry that we started, city we're born and raised, like Abraham, like you said earlier, left all our finances, moving to Vacaville where there was no financial uh, job or we weren't coming on staff anywhere, that we were just going to travel. So it was just like everything on people didn't make sense. And then you cut, we, we move here and not after much longer uh, that we move here and settle in, you get hit. It was like the perfect storm. I mean, it was crazy. Yeah, and and I opened up talking about transition and uh, opportunity for upgrades because I didn't realize the opportunity that was before me. And it was crazy because during our whole season prior to our transition and even after moving, like everywhere Matt would go, like literally everywhere, (laughs) he would get prophetic words over his life. Like, specific life-changing words like i i really don't even i don't even think i can count how many you got during that period but i would i would venture to say close to 100 in in like a two-year window i don't know but it was crazy because during that whole transition time i i wasn't getting anything i wasn't getting any words any direct i was literally just like yeah i'm on board like this is god but on a personal level i was just kind of like going with it you know and so once this happened and it started challenging me at such a core level like it went straight to my identity like bam straight to to my identity to the point where I was I was just wanting to shut down I was like if this like I don't I don't want to do anything I just want to like hide and it was just trying to shut me down to the point where I had no desire zero desire to speak to do ministry to be in front of people like i I, i'm trying i'm really trying to explain it i am not a person that likes to exaggerate or likes to like blow things out of proportion i'm telling you like this was a really intense time in my life and so i need to share the part when I got breakthrough, because <laughs> that's important. So of course, after I'd gotten the prayer and realized that I needed to approach this differently and started to access the authority God's given me, when one would come on, my approach was not, oh God, take this. It was, 
I just began to rejoice and thank the Lord of who he is and Come who on. he is in my life. And I would speak to the headache because it was it was on a legal territory. So I would speak to it and command it to leave. And time would go on and they, they started getting a little less and a little less frequent, but they were still happening for, for several months after that. And what happened was in August, we went to School of the Prophets in, um, in Reading at Bethel and we happened to be community um, community leaders. Is that what they're called? Community group leaders. Yeah, yeah. community group leaders. We were basically like overseeing um, a group and just processing with them the, the conference and kind of pastoring them for that week. And it was so fun. And it was during that conference where I started getting prophetic words over my life again. And And that sounds like, I don't know what that sounds like. <laughs> but for me, it was a huge deal. I went through this whole process of agony not having any direction from the Lord. Although I know like I, I've had passwords, but nothing new, nothing like speaking to where I was at in that moment. So it it really was like, oh God, thank you. And I had, I have always known I've had a prophetic call on my life, but it was being challenged in so many different ways. And so by the end of that conference at Bethel, Michael Dalton was speaking in one session, and all I can remember was just weeping, crying, weeping. I was just, I, I don't remember what he was even saying. All I remember was this encounter with the Lord. He was talking about identity. Okay. I knew it was something about that. <laughs> and basically, I was having this whole encounter with the Lord about saying yes. God was so gently asking me, like, are you ready to step fully in? Are you ready wow. to step in? And... I knew exactly where the Lord was speaking to because I had chosen not not necessarily like on purpose, but I had chosen not to step fully in because of all these things that were happening. I was just like so resistant to everything. And once I fully stepped in and by the end of that service, of course, I said, I said, yes, Lord. Yes, I'm ready. I choose to step in. I'm not even kidding. Days later, the headaches were completely gone, never to return. Come on. And the attack was completely broken. Yes. I started feeling, I mean, I hate to use this word, but it's only the word I, I know to use is normal. I started feeling normal again. And not, I'm not just saying physically. I mean, I mean, emotionally, spiritually, when you're under that battle, you're just, you're just a mess. I was a hot mess, y'all. Just I trying was a to survive. Mess. Yeah, it was literally survival mode. So I started like almost overnight, I felt myself again. And I started getting fresh vision. And between that time and now, I've, I have all these prophetic words on my phone and they're literally saying some of the same things over and over and over. I mean, I'm, you know, it's time to come out of hiding. It's time to use your voice. You need to be heard. God's launching you, all these things, you know? And I'm like, even then I'm like, Lord, people are seeing this in me, but I, it's hard to see it in myself. It really is. And and so fast forward to this conference in Australia. First of all, the backstory for Gary even inviting us to come. Oh, crazy. It's just crazy. Like God gave him Matt Gonzalez's name <laughs> over and over and over. He like had no clue who he was. Four or five were. encounters. Yeah, he had, he had random encounters with the name Matt matt or matthew gonzalez it came to the point where he's like i gotta find out who this guy is <laughs> and so through shambles via dano he ends up contacting matt 
And long story short, he invites us to come and we're able to do it. So it was just so amazing, the whole thing, how it got set up. It was a sign. And it really so was a sign. at that time, I had already told Matt, like, Matt, I'm, I'm not going to travel anymore. Like, I love spending time with you on the road, but it just takes a toll on me. I just don't feel like I'm supposed to be doing this right now. You know, and, I, and ultimately, I want to be home for the kids. And um, so when we got this invitation, my first initial decision was, okay, cool, babe. That's awesome. <laughs> you go for it. I'll just stay home. I don't know if you want to take someone else or if you're going to go by yourself, but uh, have fun. <laughs> and so, but, it real. but ultimately Matt was like, you know, I really feel like you're supposed to go. And yeah. I'm like, serious? I was like, um, okay, well, I'll pray about it. Give me, give me a week. Is that okay? Give me a week. I'll pray about it. And so I took a week <laughs> and every time I would think about it or begin to pray about it, I already knew I was supposed to go. And so Finally, by the end of the week, I chose, I was like, yeah, okay, I'm going to go. So here we are. We make the decision. Okay, we're going. Cool. About a month later, here comes the promo out on Facebook. And I was, (laughs) I look at it (laughs) and I literally have to laugh. I literally have to laugh because I'm like, God's so funny. Both of our faces are on there on the promo. And it's like, Matt and Desiree Gonzalez speak. 2019 you know voice activated i just started laughing i'm like seriously i'm speaking at this thing i didn't know i was speaking and so it was hilarious but the whole graphic was assigned to you in the prophetic words that you've been receiving right so when i saw it i first wanted to like try to get out of it <laughs> i was like okay how can i be honoring run forest run <laughs> and not be rude because it's already on the promo yeah um but ultimately, I was like, Lord, okay, you're hilarious. I know this is you. You set me up. It's a divine setup, right? Set me up by having me go, and now you're going to have me speak. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> so I went with it. You know, one of the things, babe, that I, I really appreciate, just to back up a little bit, is that when you were just surviving, I mean, I would watch. It, it was just so hard and and watching you in those moments. But I think for... Uh, the listener right now who is in that survival mode. What's what's some advice you can give? Because I think sometimes the best thing you could do is keep going. And that's what I saw in you. You kept that's going. Yeah. You kept going. You kept. You wouldn't give up. You wouldn't let what was happening to you and around you stop you. And you just kept going. I think that's some of the best things you can do when you're when you feel so overwhelmed. You're in that perfect storm. Mm-hmm. And, and everything, whether it's cluster headaches, whether it's a, a loss or just, just something that it can be very traumatic yeah. where you just feel like you're just surviving and in the midst. And, and, and then you have this parallel where uh, where you're we're in this relationship together. But over here, you're, you're watching these prophetic words and almost to a sense of thriving. And then you're over here just trying to survive. And there's this there's this parallel happening and and just so much going on. I mean. What are some keys that, that really helped you? That's a really good question. And just that question right there could probably be a whole nother episode. When you said, here you are in this place where you're beginning to thrive. And I'm in this place where I'm you know, miserable yeah. and just surviving. And what does that look like in the context of marriage? Stay tuned because that might be another episode. Um, but one thing that really helped me during that whole process, I kept hearing Chris Valentin's quote, it like echoing in my ear when you're walking through the hallway of hell don't stop 
Come on. And it sounds kind of comical, but it's there's so much truth in it. When you're walking through the hardest time of your life, or we call it you know, hallway of hell, transition place that feels like it's, you feel despair, you feel chaos, you feel, you feel like your world's coming in, you feel pain, you feel all these things. The worst thing you can do is just lay down in it and just let it overtake you. By all means, please don't do that. Like do whatever. It had to take everything in me, every place in me to rise above it and to ask for help, even though every time I felt like I was reaching out, it wasn't even helping. I had to keep, keep asking, keep contending, keep reaching out until there was moments of breakthrough. And I am going to tell you, there will be moments of breakthrough. There will be moments of breakthrough. And I want to ask you, do you feel like your voice is powerful? That your voice can change atmospheres? That your voice can shift cultures and rewrite history? (laughs) you know my answer used to be no but now I believe it I truly believe it I after having all these words of having words about this prophetic call in my life and all these things and what do you tell a person that has this huge destiny and has this call in their life especially one to speak you know obviously if you're called to be a prophet or you have a high prophetic call in your life there's speaking involved in that (laughs) you are to declare reveal what god's doing and saying right and so speaking's a huge part of that and so if you don't realize that you have a powerful voice how are you going to step in and communicate Mm. the voice of the lord how are you going to do that and what would you tell the person you have a powerful voice yet either number one you grew up in a culture or family where your voice was not recognized or valued or appreciated. Wow. Or number two, you've experienced such extreme trauma that triggers you to shut down every time you try to rise up in that place. What do you tell that person? I'm telling you, that was me. That was me. I did not see my voice as valuable. I did not see my my voice is appreciated. I always would compare myself that not in the sense that, oh, I wanna be like so-and-so or so-and-so or no, it was, there's so many more people that are are so awesome. Why can't they just speak? (laughs) I see all these amazing people around me. Aren't they, you know, why can't they do it? But there's something only I can release. And I would like to say the same to you. Come on. There's something only you can release as a new creation in christ there's never been anyone ever that has been created before you Mm. you're the only you and the world is waiting for you to arrive and to arise so good it's true babe because we live in a day where we have a lot of supposedly voices we live in the day we have a lot of voices supposedly voices but they are merely an echo. And the reason that I would say that is because the power of a clear voice is that it's truly coming from who you are within. The power of a true voice is coming from the alignment of who you truly are in Christ. And it so resonates with the hearts of others that it helps release them into breakthrough. That's a power of a clear voice. That's the power of your voice. But here, think about this, the nature of an echo. What's an echo? Well, an echo is a reflection of a sound. So we live in a day of voices that I call echoes because really what they are 
unless you find your voice, unless you find out your sound, your voice, you're merely just going to become an echo of someone else's voice. So good. I mean, that's really what it, you, we, and this is what we need. We need you to be you with all of God over you yes. and in you. That's, yes. that, that's what's needed right now. In this nation, we need a voice, not just a voice. We need your voice. We need your voice that only you have that resonates with heaven only at the frequency that you carry. And that it resonates with the hearts of those in this in this nation, in your workplace, at your schools, where you become a voice and the voice is so powerful and the sound is so powerful, it breaks confusion, it breaks shame, and it breaks guilt. And this is what I love that you just said, babe, because this, this is such a key. I believe one of the keys to for us discovering our voice is that I have to discover who he says I am. My identity makes my voice sound like him and that's why creation responds. That's what we saw at the meeting. That's what we saw at the, at the conference. You move into the authority realm when your identity lines up with the voice of your sound. So good. When your identity produces the true sound, because we quote the scripture so many times, and uh, you should know the truth and the truth should set you free. Well, knowing the truth of who he says you are and you lining up with that releases a frequency and sound that people will get free more by accident than on purpose. Yes. Because when you're free, when you are actually, when you are actually your new creation, who God says you are, when you step into that moment and produce that sound, freedom and breakthrough is the result. And that's what we're saying. It's time that we activate our voice together. You know, I, you just said it, but I was thinking this in a little bit different words, but you truly can't release the authority that's within you until you are your authentic self. Ooh. Like authenticity releases an authority that you couldn't access before. That's good. I, it frustrates me when I see people trying to be different for different sake or trying to be unique. <laughs> yep. A lot of times you can tell when it's out of a place of, of rebellion, you know, or you can tell when it's they're just truly that's who they are. And you quickly understand that if it is out of that place where, you know, I'm just trying to rebel against culture or, or my parents or, yeah. you know, I'm just going to be different yeah. because that's cool. There's no life or authority that's released when you come under that. You might feel good because you feel like you're putting a mask on and you're protecting yourself so you don't get rejected. But ultimately, the root of it is not going to get healed and you're never going to release your true authentic self to the world. You know... I love what Roman says, and I've actually been uh, speaking on this a lot about how creation is longing for the, for the revealing mm -hmm. of the sons of God or the children of God. Yeah, different translations say that. Could it be that creation is waiting for you to find your sound and your voice, so that it has to respond because it sounds like His voice? Matter of fact, that's scripture. I'll give you a scripture right now. Psalms 103, 20. Bless the Lord, you his angels, mighty in strength, who perform his word and obey the voice of his word. That word right there, perform his word, that's talking about God's voice, his word. But obeying the voice of his word, that's talking about your voice, our voice. That's what scripture says. I did a study on this. So there's something that happens where creation begins to respond to our voice and sound when we are the authentic new creation of ourselves, who he says we are. Yeah. When we come into that authentic new creation self and respond to that, 
in our voice and we, we become a voice, whatever it's a voice of justice, a voice of uh, a mercy, a prophetic voice, whatever that voice looks, a voice of creativity. Mm-hmm. When that begins yes. to line up, not only does creation respond, but angels are released to carry out the assignment of what our voice is saying. Woo. Come on. I mean, that, that is crazy. I just want to, I want to say one thing and just kind of begin to go somewhere real quick with you, babe. Um, Cause you said something that I caught that was a key. I believe many times what stops our voice, because uh, we're talking about activating our voice, but mm-hmm. I believe one of the things that stops our voice is that we keep hearing in the background of our mind, a voice. Sometimes that voice you're hearing in the backdrop of your mind is not the one of your haters. It's not the haters. I, I don't believe many times it's the haters that stop us. I believe it's this voice. Yeah. It's actually the voice of shame, of guilt, of condemnation. It's that voice of that traumatic event, whatever that traumatic event that you've been through that, that begins as a traumatic event, but then becomes a voice, like a recording that's constantly being played in the back of your mind and it has an assignment. And the assignment is to induce you to either prove yourself worth by proving to others that you're good enough or to induce you to become an echo and not the powerful voice that you're supposed to become. Yeah, and this is what I feel like the enemy tries to do in our life. And oftentimes it starts in our childhood, right? He wants to produce some kind of traumatic event or have something spoken over us at a young enough age because if we begin to identify with that it becomes a part of our identity right when we identify with it Mm. it becomes a part of identity that's good and what happens is you from a young age if if it catches you early enough you just think it's part of who you are so you think oh that's just my personality and what i want to share with you right now is you stepping out and stepping up and arising into the fullness of who you are. This isn't a personality type. You be the fullness of who you are with your unique personality wrapped all over it. I, for many, many, many years, lived under the lie of shy because of some of the things that happened in my childhood. And I always thought, that's just who I am. And so I would I would use that almost as an excuse to not have to step into things. And I mean, speaking in front of people, oh, get out of here. I would never want to do that. I would rather go to the dentist than get up and speak in front of people. And you know, one one of those moments for me, I don't know if you have had one of those trigger moments. It really becomes a traumatic event, I believe. But one moment for me was, you know, I had a few moments in like elementary school where I was called on and I just like, I got all tongue tied and I couldn't, you know, if they call on you to read and I couldn't do it and and the kids would start make fun of me or they would laugh or smirk and I would just want to shut down. I just want to mm. run out of the room, right? Yep. And that happened several times because again, I, I was just like thought, oh my gosh, I'm just so shy. I, I don't want to talk in front of anyone. That's just who I am. So fast forward, now I'm an adult and I'm in college. And I remember this was a huge moment for me and I didn't realize it honestly until recently. We had been in one of our, um, I had gone to one of my classes and it's one of the classes that's in a forum. So it's a pretty good sized classroom. A couple hundred students. Yeah, I believe it was a couple hundred students in there. And we had gone up to the teacher, me and my friends prior to class starting to ask her about our upcoming tests we were having. And generally the class before the test, she always goes over some of the material she's going to cover in the test. So we had asked her about it. And she goes, oh, thank you so much for reminding me. Before class is out, can you please remind me to do that? I don't want to forget. So we're like, yeah, sure. Go up, 
sit down. I'm, we're sitting close to the top or the back of the class, I should say. And class is almost out. I think there's about five minutes left or something. And so I'm like, okay, she asked us to remind her. I'm going to raise my hand and be bold, right? This is kind of out of my comfort zone anyways to raise my hand in front of this big class. And so I raised my hand and she's, you know, said yes. I said, um, I was just wondering if you could go over the material that's going to be on the test. And before I could even finish my sentence in front of the whole class, she says, how rude. Ooh. And immediately I just wanted to shrink. Because as soon as she said that, all eyes <laughs> turned around and they were on me. Everything happened in slow motion. It literally felt yeah. like slow motion. And and then she said, I was in the middle of my thought and I'm teaching a lecture and how dare you interrupt me? And I literally froze. I couldn't respond. I couldn't say, oh, you told me to remind you. I couldn't, I couldn't say anything. Everyone was staring at me and I said nothing. And it was one of those moments where you feel so little, so low. And in my heart, I was like, I was just trying to do what was right. <laughs> you know, it was like, I wasn't trying to be rude, you know? And it was like, it was so just degrading. And so ever since that time, it would be so hard for me to step up and raise my hand or 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 insert my opinion in most conversations. It would just- Wow. Yeah. And so would you say, babe, that in that moment, we're given permission to have a voice, but then it was shut down by a person of authority that you had that kind of what we were talking about earlier, that recording mm -hmm. playing in your mind when it came time to give your opinion or when it was time. Because in that moment, all it's almost like it's like a stage moment. The light shine on you. Everybody's looking at you. And it's almost like it, it caused you to shut down. Would you say? No, definitely. And even recent events, I realized that when all eyes are on me and they ask my opinion about something, I often will feel that same feeling. And it's not the same situation. It's not the same people. It's not the same circumstance. And they act nothing like that situation. But I often will find myself shutting down because I don't want to feel like that. I don't want to feel like, well, why would I say anything if you're not going to value what I have to say? I'd rather say nothing. And right? so what, what what is a key for breakthrough for that you got breakthrough on this area for those who have um a traumatic event where that recording's playing and playing i know one of the things is i asked you a question mm -hmm. and i'd ask this question what are the areas in your life where you feel like your voice is cut off yeah and then ask the holy spirit mm -hmm. why do i feel my voice <laughs> is cut off in this area and what event triggered mm -hmm the cutting off of my voice. I believe that when we're born and we're children, we all believe that we're powerful. We're created yeah. to be powerful. We're, we're created to, to change the world. And at some point, if you feel that way, it was cut off. So I believe like as you ask the Lord that he's going to show you those moments. And I feel like something very simple is where it started for me is it, it oftentimes just start with a prayer. Start mm. by forgiving the person that caused you to feel that way. You know, and I had to forgive and release that teacher that spoke so that way towards me, you know. And, and, and now being an adult almost, you know, here I am almost 40, you know, you don't always remember those moments and you don't realize that they have an impact on you. But when you do that and you go to those places and realize, no, I'm going to separate that. I'm going to, I'm going to release that. I'm going to separate that moment from who I am. Cause that's not who I am. Come on. And it seems like simple in a way, but you doing that 
I truly believe you're going to begin to see yourself in a clear light of who God says you are. And another thing, I believe that God will create opportunities. You know, oftentimes things are spoken over us or a process is started. You know, we have a, a word of destiny over life and, and a process is immediately started at that point. And so there's opportunities that the Lord will bring in our path just because he's a good father and he wants to see us so grow good. and mature. And so when that happens, my encouragement would be to not shut it down, not ignore it or not try to push it away. And I mean, an example for me very recently, this <laughs> just happened, was stepping into that speaking moment even though I did not want to. Y'all, I'm being honest, I didn't want to. <laughs> and it wasn't just about speaking. It, it was literally a prophetic act for me. Like me stepping into it and releasing it was was literally shifting something in me to line up mm. with who my true authentic self is. And I did. After, after I released the word God gave me and it was about this topic, I felt different. And, and I mean, I was wow. so blessed because I got so much feedback after that from so many people that it, it resonated with. So as we're sharing this, I want I want to release to you that this isn't just a nice, cute message. This is, mm -mm. we want to release our breakthroughs through the sound of our voice to you so that you can come into those breakthroughs freely. And that's what I love what you said. When you resonate with your voice, it will cause others to resonate with your voice. Within and a lot, and, yeah, yeah, within them and lock yep. it within. So yep. as we bring this episode to a close, uh, we this is one of our core beliefs, babe. We believe that the nature of breakthrough is that you only need one breakthrough in order and be able. You only need one moment of breakthrough that it now becomes you, yours, and you get to own the breakthrough, and you can help others receive that breakthrough. Absolutely. And so that's the nature of breakthrough is that we want breakthrough because when we have a personal breakthrough, our personal breakthrough can become a corporate breakthrough. Uh, we see this with Paul and uh, Silas in prison. It says as they were worshiping at midnight and they received breakthrough that not only did their chains fall off, but everybody in the prison's chains fall off. So that just shows us the nature of breakthrough. So could you just release your breakthrough right now through prayer? Just um, as we are wanting to activate our voice and just from anything that's stopping us from activating my, our voice, uh, would you just release that, release that breakthrough, babe? Sure. Lord, I just thank you at the sound of my voice to the listener's ear right now that my breakthrough would just go forth in their life and would become a living breakthrough for them. Lord, I just release the power of the Holy Spirit in their lives. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you are the revealer of all truth. So I just ask that you would reveal all truth to them about who they are and any lie, every root of a lie that does not line up with who you say they are. Lord, I pray that, that they would have eyes to see and ears to hear the truth of that lie so that it can be exposed and it can be dealt with and broken off their life. Lord, I thank you for everything you're doing right now at the sound of my voice. I just release your power, your presence, your love right now in Jesus name. Amen. It's thick in here. <laughs> Well, the last thing I would love to leave with you today is this. Your voice matters. Your voice is important. And if not you, then who? Wow, that's so good. So good. Well, guys, thank you for joining us today on this episode of the Matt and Des Experience. We look forward to having you on future episodes. And until next time, we're out. 
Be blessed. We hope that you enjoyed today's episode of the Matt and Des Experience. This podcast exists to inspire and motivate you to transform the world around you. Continue the journey with Matt and Des Gonzalez by liking them on Facebook and checking out mattanddes.com where you can discover more resources. If this podcast has impacted you, please subscribe and review wherever you listen to your podcast.